All righty. Well, welcome to uh, Fantasy Insanity. My name is John Bosch. I'm going to be your host for this. Uh, the reason that I'm doing this is I've started to get into fantasy leagues beyond redraft, and I find them very, very interesting. I started a salary cap league a couple of years ago, mistakenly thinking I was starting a dynasty league. Uh, my brother and I just kind of threw it together at the last minute right before the NFL season started, so we didn't quite do the research we probably should have. Uh, so the first year was a little rough. We went through a lot of trial and error, got it all corrected. Everybody stayed on. It was fun. We actually did expand even. And uh, it, it was just a lot of fun. Going into that second year, I did do a lot more research <laughs> to actually set the league up properly. As I started to do that research, I came across some very interesting things, things that intrigued me and uh, things that made me want to do even more in fantasy. So uh, I have actually gone to the next step now and become much more involved in fantasy football. I've started to play some dynasty leagues. Uh, I started another humongous league that I call the Empire League, which I will get into in a few episodes. Um, as for now, though, I there's I brought on a guest tonight, first show, and I was able to get somebody to come on and talk about an awesome league that they created. So I'm going to bring Ryan McDowell now. Uh, if you don't know him, I don't know why you'd be watching this show or listening to it. I'm assuming you're tuning in mostly to hear from him right now, but uh, he is a writer for DLF. He also does Dynasty Scouts, I believe, and uh, great follow on Twitter. And then obviously he has a, a tremendous Dynasty podcast, Dynasty Blueprint. So I assume most people are probably already listening to that, but if not, you should definitely tune into that. So uh, Ryan, did I hit everything there? Yeah, I think that's uh, it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I really, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, when I started looking into, you know, what do I need to do to make the league that I started better? And I started coming across ideas. I just, I, I really, I found them intriguing. Your series, Keeping Dynasty Weird, is awesome. Uh, reading it, I was like, wow, oh my gosh, there's people out there like me <laughs> that are crazy, as my uh, wife and friends call me. Uh, but people seem to enjoy that kind of crazy. So I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it. And the reason I started this was really just to kind of share that so that other people can hear these ideas, play in these leagues, you know, start more leagues that are beyond just redraft. So just kind of wanted to, you know, have some people on to talk about how they transition from redraft, assuming that's where everybody started, and, uh, you know, what what kind of the process is in doing that. So if you don't mind, uh, you know, when did you start playing fantasy football? Um, I've been playing fantasy football for about 10 years now, probably, or 10 or 12 years, and I just jumped into Dynasty from the start. I, I didn't really start in redraft leagues. Wow, um, straight from the straight from the start. That's impressive. <laughs> right. Well, I just didn't really know what I was doing, but um <laughs> it, it ended up working out. Um so yeah, just the more I got involved, the more time I spent uh with my dynasty league, you know, the more I loved it and, and wanted to get in more leagues. So the first league that you jumped in, was it uh, a group of people local that you knew? Was it somebody you found on, you know, Twitter or something like that? How did you get involved in it at first? Yeah, one of my uh, coworkers. I'm a third grade teacher, and and one of my coworkers there at school, um, he would always talk about his this this league he played in, and I had never done any fantasy football or fantasy sports of any kind. I actually wasn't even a big NFL fan at all, um, but he he always would talk about his leagues, and he talked about making trades and doing the draft, which those were fun, you know, fun aspects even without knowing much about fantasy football. Um, and his league decided to expand. They were going from, I believe, eight teams to 10 teams, and it was just a group of, of his college buddies. So he was the only one that I knew, um, but I was one of those expansion teams. Okay, okay, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's a great way to start out. That's I would have assumed pretty much everybody starts with redraft. I, I can't even imagine going straight to Dynasty, have you played any redraft since then, or have you said, hey, you know what, I'm already way past that level? No, I mean, I don't I don't view it as, <laughs> you know, that necessarily Dynasty is, is harder. It, it has its challenges just like redraft does. Uh, but, yeah, I, I still play some redraft every uh, every year. Uh, you know, the Scott Fishbowl is, is one that, I, uh, you, you know, you have to be in if you get the chance. So, uh, And then I'll do a few, like, MFL 10s and things like that. So, yeah, I always, I always mix in some redraft leagues. I've pushed Scott. I'm I'm doing my best to try and try and steal one of those spots that he's got up for grabs. I'm, I'm doing all I can to get in there. So uh, it's a fun league. I will be way over my skis then for sure. But uh, 
you know, it'll be entertaining. So, uh, you know, what can you do? So, so you started out with somebody else, obviously they brought you in. You obviously were not the commissioner of that league to start with. Right. Uh, you know, as you're going into it, you know, are you watching what other people are doing? Are you thinking, man, this is something there's better ways to do this or, you know, as what far made as you want to do a commission? <laughs> okay. As far as the commission commissioning part, um, you know, I just kind of happened into that, I guess, as as I became more and more interested in fantasy football and dynasty football, I uh, became pretty active over at Football Guys on their uh, message board. Mm-hmm. And uh, about this time of year, maybe a little bit earlier in the off season, one, one year, there was just a huge, uh, I guess, message board topic about people complaining that their dynasty leagues were dead this time of year, you know, January, February, March. And somebody basically said, well, let's just start a league. You know, there's all of us people complaining about this. Let's just start our own league and we'll make sure it's active year round. So that group um, started out at probably 12 to 15 people. And we, we got in an email conversation and started talking about some rules and things we wanted to do and, and had some great ideas. We just needed somebody to, be the commissioner. And for some reason I volunteered. I'd never been a commissioner, certainly not a dynasty commissioner. Um, but I volunteered and that league became hyperactive one, um, that, you know, several fantasy football writers have played in over the years. And, um, and that grew into five other hyperactive leagues that I play in that are, um, you know, I don't want to say industry leagues, but like I said, a lot of, a lot of writers, a lot of people you might know, are in those leagues. And then from that, I created a commissioning service um, and I commissioned 26 hyperactive leagues as part of that commissioning service. I'm jumping into one of those this year, actually just took over uh, whenever the dispersal draft starts, I'm ready to go for that one. I'm looking forward to it. it (laughs) This will be the first one. And uh, looking at that league, I'm thinking, wow, these, uh, these people are definitely intense, but uh, Hey, that's what I'm hoping for. I, you know, it's going to be fun, I hope. So so then you started off, you know, you, you were doing the, you were commissioning these, you know, the hyperactive leagues, as you said. Um, then what was, what was the moment that you said, I want to start, I want to create, you know, a monster, uh, something, just this huge league, you know, what was the aha moment for the uh, kitchen sink inspiration? Um, I guess before kitchen sink, I had, um, I created a league called Dirty Dozen. Um, one year after the uh, after the regular season ended, I was getting more and more interested in auction leagues. I had never tried one, but um, just was looking to try something new. I, ha- I had an idea for a league, and and basically the the premise of of the idea was that we would have a rookie auction every single year, mm-hmm. um, and. I assumed there were leagues like that out there already. So I went to, you know, I, I searched for one. I looked on message boards and that was before I was active on Twitter, but I, I tried to find a league like this that I had in mind and couldn't find one. Uh, so I eventually just created my own. I created a, a tiered system that every, uh, you know, based on the order of finish, you would get X amount of rookie dollars to use in an auction and, and every year we would have a rookie auction, not just the startup auction and then a draft, which is what I found that a lot of leagues did. So we tried that in Dirty Dozen. We also tried a couple of other rules that I was interested in trying like double headers and, and some things like that. Uh, we used a taxi squad in that league and you could steal players from other owners, taxi squads. So just, just some unique rules that I had not tried yet. And, um, Basically, a couple of years after that, I was talking with um, Russell Clay, uh, who's over at PFF, was mm-hmm. talking to him one day on Twitter. And I, I think he had asked the question, m- maybe just to his followers in general, what's your favorite league format or a specific rule? And a lot of people were saying auction or they would say Devi or contract league or, you know, just whatever their favorites were. And I just said to him, what if we made a league with all of these? And, you know, he, he was like, oh, that would be, that'd be wild. Do it. And so I did. <laughs> so I made the, I, I made the kitchen sink league with the idea that it has, you know, everything but the kitchen sink. 
um, it doesn't have IDP. So I do get some, some pushback on that sometimes. Um, so it has everything but the kitchen sink and IDP. Uh, <laughs> but it has a, a lot of those features that are, are favorites for people. You're an avid non-IDP player, correct? I've tried IDP and, um, you know, it, it just wasn't for me. So I know, I know some people love it and that's, you know, <laughs> that's great for them. That's, I mean, that's, what's great about fantasy. You know, some people try dynasty and, and it, it's not for them and that's fine. You know, I, I love dynasty. I love Devi leagues and, uh, auction leagues, but, um, you know, no matter what your, your favorites are, there's, there's league out there for you. So when you, uh, when, you know, you decided, I, I want to go ahead and form this kitchen sink league with everything but IDP. I, I'm with you on that. I have not tried IDP yet, so I don't know <laughs> if I would like it or not. But I I feel that, man, I already dedicate so much time <laughs> figuring yeah. out these offensive players. I don't know that I can squeeze in figuring out all these defensive ones as well. Uh, so we could, you know, uh, I want to make a real bad joke about plunging into the kitchen sink details. <laughs> but, uh, Oh, good. You, know, you laugh. That's terrible humor. I appreciate you amusing me there. Uh, but uh, so once you've once you've done this, how how do you go about forming it? You know, do you write all the rules out yourself? And then did you send it out to, you know, like you said, Russell and some other people for feedback? Do you kind of just everybody starts bouncing ideas back and forth and then you compile all of it? How did what was your process in putting all this together? Um, so at that point, I was playing in several different dynasty leagues. Uh, the league I just mentioned, the the Dirty Dozen League, um, was was still going strong. I, I knew I wanted to take some things from that. Uh, Jarrett Behar, one of the one of the other writers over at DLF, he had created some leagues, um, Blue Label and Green Label, and he had basically taken some of those rules from Dirty Dozen and kind of stepped it up even more. Uh, adding some contracts and, and some things like that. Um, so basically I, I just stole some different ideas from a few different leagues that I was in that, that had all been successful and, uh, and really just threw them all together. So yeah, I wrote the rules. Um, I started with my kitchen sink. I'm sorry. I started with my hyperactive rules that had been around for several years at this point and added some sections uh, to, you know, to make them apply to kitchen sink and, and then just started looking for, for owners who wanted to give it a shot. That was my next question. <laughs> How do you go about finding it? Nowadays, Twitter, obviously, you know, you put something up there, you're going to get people responding saying, yes, I went in that. Let me jump in. Some crazy guy off the internet just says, oh, this sounds like a fun idea. Sure. Why not? I'll go for it. Uh, was, was, when did you start this? And you said you weren't quite active on Twitter yet. Was this a, an impetus to get active on Twitter or were you able to fill the league otherwise? Yeah, actually when I started kitchen sink, I was, uh, I was pretty active on Twitter at that point. Okay. So that was, um, I guess it's three years ago. I think that's right. Um, so yeah, three years ago was, was when we started kitchen sink and, um, yeah, I pretty much just threw it out on Twitter, um, you know, described some of the basic details about what I was thinking as far as the league and got a lot of great response. People that were interested or uh, at least wanted more information. Um, and we ended up with two conferences of 12 teams each. So um, it, it's really like two leagues built in one. Um, you play just the other 11 owners in on your conference or in your conference and then the the Super Bowl, the championship game, is the winners of those two conferences. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, like you said, you had a lot of great response. How, how do you go about selecting the owners that you want in a league? Uh, you, when you're forming something like this, you're looking for truly dedicated owners. Uh, I don't, I've never had a problem selecting owners just because I only select my friends at this point. I haven't gone beyond uh, and just put it out there to say, hey, so I'm starting something new. How do you select owners that you can trust? Um, that's tough. You know, in in a league like that, and, and you know, fortunately, I'm, I'm at a point where, um, you know, it, it seems crazy to say, but people are interested in, in playing in my leagues. And that's, you know, that's kind of a crazy feeling for me because, you know, three or four years ago, it was, I was just a just a, a nobody and and I still am you know I'm just another guy but for whatever reason not a nobody people, anybody that's watching this knows who you are so <laughs> for whatever reason people want 
to to play in some of these leagues and and that's you know that's a neat feeling um the downside of that is i can't you know i can't be in a league with everybody i, I wish i could um so finding finding the right owner and and somebody who's going to be dedicated and, and kind of live up to your expectations can be can be tough so you know a lot of times i'm i'm just looking at guys who are in other leagues with me um or you know other other writers that i um assume will be active and and mm-hmm. you know just because they're you know just because you're a, a fantasy football writer doesn't mean um you know doesn't mean that type of league is the league for you either you know we've had plenty of those come and go in the past couple of years um so with that with that first kitchen sink league it was really just uh i think i pretty much just took the first 23 people who said they were interested uh, wow. along with myself and how many uh, of those 23 remained uh, yeah we didn't we didn't lose any the, the first year uh we did not lose a single owner which wow. is is really rare i've come to you know i've come to learn um we have lost a couple since then uh but fortunately we we have some others that are interested in, in jumping in those leagues so we've been able to fill the spots pretty easily well, nice. So, so you've got the rules, you've got your, you've got your, you know, your owners all set up. This is a huge league. How do you start it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I knew it was going to be an auction league. So, mm-hmm. um, and once we had those rules down, then, you know, we're, we're going to start with a startup auction. And um, for me, it was really important to make sure everyone understood the rules because there were some, you know, there were some complicated things and, and some, some new settings and new rules that may not have been in other leagues people had played in or they were used to. So I wanted to be sure everyone understood the rules and the implications of, you know, trading away your rookie money. If you trade away all your rookie money, you can't participate in the, in the free agency auction the next year. So those are things you all, you know, in, in this league that you have to be uh, looking forward to and, and understand. Um, so yeah, once I had, you know, once I felt like everybody was was good to go with the rules, we just started the the startup auction, and every owner had four hundred dollars uh, to spend in in the startup. And we started with veterans, and uh, later did devies, developmental players, college players, and and we were off and running. Nice. And uh, I, the auction, I assume you did online, or was it a live auction? I'm assuming online, run long running. Yeah, we host all of our leagues on my fantasy league, which mm-hmm. I would, you know, highly recommend to anyone. And they're set up to host auctions or drafts. Uh, so yeah, we just did it right there. We did what, you know, we did a slow auction, so each owner could nominate two players each day. Um, and after a couple of days, you would have sometimes thirty or forty players built up, mm-hmm. uh, all all on the auction block at the same time. Very nice. So then once everybody gets their rosters or their players, uh, you know, you mentioned that you have multiple levels of players. You've got the veterans, you've got the rookies, you've got what you refer to as Debbie, which I didn't know what a Debbie player was until about uh, probably a month ago. Uh, I, I love it. I love the idea of it. We talked about doing that in this other the salary cap league that I run. We didn't know what it was called. We're like, we'd love to have a reason to watch more college football on Saturday. So can you go ahead and talk about, you know, kind of like a, what a roster makeup might look like in the kitchen sink league with veterans, rookies, and Debbie players? Uh, sure. So we have pretty large rosters um, by design and, and really, you know, by necessity. Uh, so it's a super flex league, meaning you can start as many as two quarterbacks each week, not just one. Uh, it's also a tight end premium league. Uh, so those tight ends have extra value with uh, extra points per reception. Um, so, you know, there's there's always people who want to roster extra quarterbacks or extra tight ends. And then we have the um, taxi squad for our Debbie players and, and rookies as well. So um, we've actually just made some changes this year, but this year we'll have a roster of 30 active um, 30 active players, veterans and rookies, and then eight players on the taxi squad. So that could be devies or rookies as well. Um, so again, large rosters. Most people are rostering four or five quarterbacks. Um, 
maybe three or four tight ends, just hoping to gain that advantage on on their competition. So, uh, and then, you know, the, what the, the scoring is, uh, you do play head-to-head matchups, correct? Yeah, we actually have weekly doubleheaders. Weekly doubleheaders, okay. So you get points for wins, and then um, is that the only scoring involved in your league, or – I, I think you I think if I read it correctly, it said victory points is how you score, correct? Right. We use victory points, which is another feature um, of my fantasy league. So basically you get uh, you get points for a win and you also get points depending on where you fall in the weekly scoring. So if you're one of the top um, one of the top four scoring teams of the week, you get a victory point. Um, and then if you're in the middle, I, I'm sorry, if you're in the top, maybe you get I believe it's two. And then you get one if you're in the middle and zero in the end. So I think it's kind of like hockey scoring uh, as far as their standings. I don't know much about hockey, but that's what I've been told as far as <laughs> a win and a tie. And I don't know, however they I think there's a win and an overtime or a shootout win. Is kind of, I don't know, not a hockey, don't follow hockey either. But uh, I like that scoring system. That's, that's unbelievable. So for those weeks where you outscore everybody but that one team that you, of course, are inevitably playing, well, at least you still get a little something out of that. So exactly, exactly. That's a very unique scoring system, and I, I like that scoring system. I don't have that in any any of my leagues. That's something I want to try and push for in the future. So, so you've gone through the whole season. Then you know somebody wins, and kudos to them. They own the kitchen sink or everything but the kitchen sink, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, so after the season, then the off season comes. You know, you did mention contract lengths before. Uh, if you want to get into the contract links that you guys kind of set and then, you know, what happens when these contracts expire? Sure. So, um, yeah, we are a contract league, so you can assign every player on your roster a contract between one and four years. And, of course, as each year passes, those contracts uh, decrease by one. So once a player's contract expires, you've got some options to keep that player. You can assign them a franchise tag. You can assign them a transition tag. So that basically allows you to keep up to two players for an additional year, you know, just like the NFL. They, if a player gets a franchise tag, he's back with that team for one more year. Um, then we also have a restricted free agency. You can choose two players to be part of our restricted free agent auction. Uh, that's another another rule I stole from Jarrett Behar. Um, and then all, all of the rest of your players go in the unrestricted free agency auction. Basically, they go back to the waiver wire. So then if uh, if a restricted free agent gets picked up, um, you know, what's the comp- – you, you get compensation, correct? Sure, yeah. And we're actually – in Kitchen Sink 1, we actually just started our uh, RFA auction today. So it's it's been a fun day in, in that <laughs> league. Um, but there, we have a tiered system. Uh, depending on how much the player is won for, uh, that determines how much rookie money, and, and that's the comp- compensation is rookie money. So that uh, depends on how much they cost. You know, the more they cost, the more rookie money you would get as compensation. And you can always match as well. And uh, whoever wins them gets to give that new, that player a new contract. And so they can just decide, I want to give it for four years now. You know, I really like this player. I should have signed him for longer up front, or they've already gone for and I'm going to go four more. So for anybody listening that, that did not catch that, he said, this has been a fun day. This is the key <laughs> to these kinds of leagues. It is April 1st when we are recording this. This has been a fun day. The draft is almost a month away still. We are nowhere near the start of the NFL season. This is what this is what excites me, and this is what I think will excite more people. The more people that start getting into leagues like this is April first is a fun day. You look forward to it. It's football in April for some reason. So I I enjoy that part. You know, is that I assume that's an experience that most people start to uh, enjoy as they do these kinds of leagues. Is that is that your understanding? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're, um, you know, if, if you're a redraft player that gets to the end of the football season and, and you're disappointed it's over, you wish, you know, you wish there were more weeks and you could, you know, just keep playing fantasy football, then you probably need to be playing Dynasty because, um, you know, and that's where you're able to trade year round. Uh, you know, I was making I was making Dynasty trades 
while the Super Bowl was going on. Um, so yeah, it it just never really ends. And in the kitchen sink leagues specifically, we have um, five auctions every off season. So we have the rookie auction, the Devi auction, which is again the college players, developmental players. Um, then we have RFA, UFA, and uh, what I call the second chance auction. So okay. all of those, you know, happen from January to August, and and it just, you know, we still have a few dead periods or down periods, but we pretty much keep it hopping all year round. It is nice. It definitely makes it fun. I. I will say the so the salary cap league I run is a it is a super flex league. We do contracts based on you know you 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 bid you bid how much you want to pay for the player and then you assign years to them. So I actually on Super Bowl Sunday my favorite part of Super Bowl Sunday was I traded Martavis Bryant for Ben Roethlisberger, oh, which nice. which was key. And uh, now granted, of course, I did draft him in a startup about three weeks ago too. So. <laughs> There's good and bad to Martavis Bryant. He'll stick around. Hopefully he comes back for me. So but, uh, let's see here. What else did I want to um, – so, you know, when you're running a league like this, you did say you had everybody stay through year one. And you build, you build your rules to basically ensure activity in your leagues. People aren't going to jump in those leagues if they aren't interested. But I assume, like you said, you know, there are times where people – stuff comes up. How do you typically handle it when you get a situation with an owner who's just not necessarily being active, even if they, you know, maybe they have a good reason for it, you know, their job change, something like that. You know, what do you do in that situation? I, I mean, I, I haven't, I don't think I've had to really kick anybody out because of mm-hmm. a lack of activity. Um, you know, I mean, this is fun and, and some of us take it more seriously than we should, but, but in the end, it's, you know, it's still a game. It's still fantasy football. So if, if somebody has something going on with, you know, job or family or, or anything real life that, you know, that obvious, obviously always takes precedent. And um, uh, so, you know, I, they're, they're definitely going to get a pass as far as um, being active in the league, especially, especially in the off season. Um, but at the same time, I, I have had plenty of people come, to me and say, you know, I, I got a new job and, and I'm going to have to bow out of the league or, you know, mm. whatever might, you know, we're moving and, and I'm not going to be able to to participate. So, you know, I've had those things where these guys have, have been in these leagues like this and they know, you know, kind of the expectation and, and they also understand that if they're not able to kind of live up to that, they don't, they don't want to let the rest of the league down. So they, they bow out themselves a lot of times. Oh, that 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 is awesome. I, I hope every league I'm ever in is always like that. If if I can be that lucky. Uh, let's see. So you spent uh, so you, you know you put it all together. I'm guessing that was quite a process. You know, you're writing down all the rules, getting all the people in it. What would you say from you know that conversation that night you had that conversation with Russell Clay till when? all of the activity that was before the activity <laughs> was done, you know, how long did it take you to actually formulate everything start to finish and be done and say, all right, we are set. Let's get this auction going now. Um, it actually happened pretty quickly. I don't remember the exact uh, time frame, but I know it started later in the off season. So it started after the NFL draft had already taken place um, we were maybe into June or, or e- even close to July. So there was a little bit of urgency there. We knew if we were going to try something like this, that we had to, uh, you know, really push it through. Um, so I would say from the, you know, from that conversation until we were finding owners and, and collecting league fees and then even doing the auction, you know, probably less than two weeks total. Wow. Uh, that's an impressive feat to pull off. I, I, I've never run anything quite this large to pull that off in two weeks, start to finish is that's impressive. Kudos. Um, so afterwards, once you, once you've got it all up and going, you know, you said you actually have started, I, I believe you've started other ones of this, right? Yeah. That. Yeah. We're actually, there's now actually four kitchen sink leagues. Okay. So, you've you've kind of started those have you uh are there people that have tried to 
don't know, copycat the kitchen sink league? Do you know if people have tried that? And I, I can't, I, I would love to try, but I can't imagine doing it or having the success. Like it would have to have to be darn near impossible. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a lot of like behind the scenes work uh, as far as keeping up with um, the different pools of money. And, and I'm, I'm talking fake money, you know, how much Debbie Obviously. money somebody has, how much rookie money somebody has. Um, but it, it's a challenge to keep up with those things. Um, I know a couple of people have, have started leagues using some of our same rules or maybe using mm-hmm. our rule book as, as a jumping off point and then, um, you know, adding IDP or maybe they, they didn't want to do Debbie. So they took that part out. Um, and I mean, you know, to me, that's a, that's a flattering thing. I'm, I'm glad for anybody to, that is. to, um, you know, steal, steal the rules. That's fine with me. That's, that's the whole point of this is having you on to spread, you know, if people don't know that they can hey, look up on the, look up on my fantasy league, you can find the league, you can read the rules. If you're somebody that's interested in it, you'll read the rules and you won't say, Oh man, that's, that's a lot of words. I can't read that many words. That's too much for me. I don't <laughs> want to do that. You know, <laughs> get on there and read them and, and, and go for it, you know, try it, start it, see what you can do with it. So, um, Two weeks to start it, that's impressive. How much time do you spend, like you said, keeping up with all that money? Um, do you commission just the one league, or are you, are you commissioning all of them? Or do you, no, have, you have, like, sub-commissioners? No, I probably need to, but no, I, I commission all four, um, and, and along with the other le- leagues I commission. So uh, probably a total of uh, close to 40 leagues that I'm commission of. Um, so yeah, that that keeps me busy. Um, like I said, I'm I'm a teacher full time, but between uh, running my own teams, running my leagues, and and doing a little writing for DLF, uh, and and this podcast that we've we've started this uh, these past few weeks, uh, I, yeah, it feels like a second job sometimes, but it's fun. <laughs> Not necessarily the. Uh a second job that you can leave the first job just yet as far no. commissioners don't make quite what that NFL commissioner makes yet. Do they? No, not, e- not even close. <laughs> but uh, so you commission 40 leagues. Do you participate in all 40? No, no. Like I said, okay. <laughs> I, I, I do the uh, hyperactive commissioning service um, for 26 of those. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not in uh, any of those leagues, but I do run those and, and, you know, try to do a good job keeping everybody happy with those. All righty. That's good to know. Like I said, I jumped in. Well, <laughs> I assume, I assume it's going to be great. I I have no, no way to doubt it. Funny thing is I actually, when I did jump in, I looked through the roster and one of the guys that's in it is in uh, another league that I just jumped into and we were doing the startup together. And I was like, Oh, that's, you know, I'm assuming that's not uncommon to run across people that you've crossed paths with before. Yeah. I mean, at this point I'm, I'm in probably 15 dynasty leagues or so. And um, I mean, there's dozens of guys that, that I'm in multiple leagues with. So yeah, you know, that's just how that community grows and and you get to know people through that. Um, You know, I've met, met plenty of of good friends through fantasy football that, you know, that I've met online or, or playing in leagues with and have, have built some good, you know, good friendships with. Excellent. So <laughs> that, that many leagues you commission and you participate in so many of them. You are married, right? <laughs> I am married. I have three children. And, uh, <laughs> oh my. What, what are their ages? Uh, we have uh, eight, six and two. Ah, I got eight. I have eight, six and five. So that is, uh, did you start this? Obviously you said you've been playing for 10 years. Did you meet her, uh, before you started playing this, she okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I met my wife before I started playing fantasy football at all. Um, oh my! I actually used to coach track and cross country for uh, for my local high school, and um, you know that was before kids came along, and and that was really before fantasy football. So that was kind of the obsession at the time was, you know coaching and, and charting numbers and, and all the things that went along with that. Um, and then when uh, we were expecting our first child, I decided to resign that position. And, um, you know, some 
some free time came with that and and our son took up a lot of that free time but also started playing you know getting more and more into fantasy football at that point too that's good will, will you encourage your children to follow in your footsteps of playing fantasy football uh yeah yeah i mean it's it's fun you know my son is uh is starting to to get into it a little bit i don't think he really understands exactly what uh what's going on as far as uh, the players, but he knows to cheer for Randall Cobb and, and things like that. So that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I appreciate the, obviously we went a little, uh, little more personal there than just inside your kitchen sink league, but uh, you know, that's, that's always fun too. Yeah. It's interesting people, this takes up a lot of time. I'm always curious. I know my wife thinks I'm crazy for the amount of time I spend thinking about fantasy football. So um <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to go um, a little bit out of the league now with just kind of some random questions. If you're open to that. Sure. Just, um, so, uh, hey, well, kind of playing off what we just talked about, uh, you know, it, have you ever found your brain just so heavy with fantasy football that you literally have stopped and thought, oh, maybe this is more than I should be into and maybe I do need to cut back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think anybody that's in a large number of leagues feels that way. Um, and, you know, sometimes that comes from, you know, feeling like your priorities are out of whack. Um, or sometimes that comes from a, a lack, of, lack of success. And, <laughs> you know, if you have that one bad week where you lose in every league, you just think, I'm just walking away. I'm just quitting it all. Um, but, you know, I mean, those those feelings come and go. And, um, you know, I think it'll, you know, when it's, when it is time to cut back, whether it's commissioning or writing or, or whatever, uh, it'll, it'll be obvious. It's all about finding that football life balance, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, just, so we've got, uh, let's see. Uh, so with fantasy football, obviously we're all probably well aware that Randall Cobb is your player. Is, is he your favorite fantasy football player of all time? Um, uh, wow. I don't know. I, I guess he would be. I mean, I try to get, uh, try to get him on every team. I'm a Kentucky fan and we don't have much to cheer for it when it comes to football, unfortunately. Um, and he's, he's the best Kentucky player to, to come along, you know, at least since I've been watching. Um, so yeah, he's, you know, I, I think it's important also to have players, not only they're going to help you win games, but also that you like to cheer for. Uh, needs to be fun. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm going to cheer for him whether I have him on my team or not. So, um, yeah, I would say he's he's my favorite overall. I went to grade school with a certain left-hander that uh, might think that he, he was the greatest thing to ever come out of Kentucky. Well. But, uh, <laughs> professionally, I'm not so yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, uh, so the opposite of that, your least favorite fantasy football player that you've ever had oh wow um gosh i'm not sure if i have one i, I do think it's interesting you know that when we see some of these off-field issues some people you know just vow to never have that player on their fantasy roster you know we've, we've seen it with adrian peterson and we've seen it seen it with other people who have had you know legal troubles or whatever it may be um so I always, I, I guess that's where my mind went first, but um, I try to separate, you know, like fantasy football from real life. I obviously <laughs> don't. I'll take Adrian not to babysit my kids, but right. if he wants to get me 150 yards in a game, I'm okay with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know if I really have a least favorite. I can't, I can't think of a player that has, you know, has really let me down or, or one that, you know, burned me at, at the worst time. I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't have a good answer for that. All righty. Well, um, team names, fantasy team names, everybody, everybody loves fantasy team names. Do you use one name or do you go different name for every, every kid? Um, no, well, I'm, I've, I'm now using two, um, for a long time. I've, I used bucket heads, um, which was just kind of a little inside joke between my wife and I, we, um, a relative of ours used to basically call everybody he saw a buckethead, um, and and we just kind of 
took that and ran with it. So that was, that was my team name for a long time. And uh, then we, uh, I've recently started using Beats by Gray um, as, as my team name. My two-year-old is Grayson. Um, and we, we were in the, actually in the Apple store one day and, and he put on a pair of Beats headphones and we got a, a good picture of him. Um, so somebody made a, a comment that, you know, instead of Beats by Dre, it was Beats by Gray. And, and so nice. again, took that and ran with it. And, and now I kind of have a mix of those two. So Beats by Gray and, and Bucketheads. All righty. Um, out of football, uh, favorite TV show? Oh, that's a good one too. Um, you know, probably all time Breaking Bad. I guess that was that. That's a hard one to go away from. There's a lot of a lot of great TV on though. I just named the team Tread Lightly. Yeah, exactly. There you oh, go. Love it. Love that show. Um, as for another show, fantasy football based show, the league. Have you ever seen that one? I have seen that one. I'm I'm not an avid watcher, but I've seen uh, several episodes of that. All right. Well, I'll try a question out to see if see if you've seen enough to answer it. Uh, you want to be Rafi or Andre? Um, do I need to explain which one's which? Yeah, I remember Andre. I can't. Andre's remember. the Andre's the one that nobody wants to be, and Rafi is the disgusting brother-in-law of Ruxin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember Rexa now. Uh, yeah, I'll let you pass on that. I want to beat them all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to beat them. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, does your wife play fantasy sports? Have um, you gotten her into it at all yet? She actually played. We So we uh, we tried to do a league a couple different years at my school, but I'm an elementary teacher, so uh, it's 98% women and um, which, which obviously women in fantasy sports are, are growing and, and, you know, which is awesome to see, but that's not really, that's not really coming out, not really being represented at, at my school. So we have a couple of, a couple of uh, women who are interested in, in football and in playing fantasy football. We have a couple of guys who are interested. Um, so my wife has taken a team before uh, basically because we needed another spot and and she's done pretty well with with my help <laughs> she just pulls up your rankings and goes by that pretty much yeah and then uses, uses them against you <laughs> exactly yeah I, I think she does have a fantasy championship under her belt though nice nice um so any fantasy sports beyond football do you play or, or is it just strictly football uh it's pretty much just football uh you know with with the popularity of uh, daily fantasy. I've 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 done DFS pretty much in every sport, but not with a lot of success. So uh, yeah, I pretty much try to stick to football. All right. Uh, people ask you all the time. I'm sure you know who 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 do I want to keep? Who do I want this player? That player? Um, you remember the first time you were asked that question by chance? Oh wow. No, I don't really. Um, It's it's really uh, you know it's really weird. Like I said before, before Twitter for me, I was active on the uh, football guys message board and, um, you know was was just a guy posting there and didn't didn't really do anything. And then once I kind of moved over to Twitter, that community was just <clears throat> excuse me just so open to fantasy football talk in general and. Um, you know, when, when people did first start asking me questions, it was kind of that weird feeling of, you know, why are they asking me? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no better or no different than, than they are. So it's been, you know, it's been a fun ride. Do you think John Calipari would be a good dynasty football owner? Uh, well, he would, I would say he would be a lot like me in that he, would always focus on the young players, the young up and coming players. Um, he's, he's pretty good about uh, overhauling his roster every year, uh, mm -hmm. filling, filling in the gaps and, and the holes that he needs to. So yeah, I, I think he would have some success with that. 
All righty. Well, uh, let's see here. Have you ever have you ever had a rule that you know you you've got a rule in your back pocket? You just you want to you want to use this rule. You haven't put it in any league yet. Something just completely crazy that you think, ah, oh, but you know, I really want to do that. I think it will be fun, but man, it could also backfire just terribly. Are any rules like that? I think all the all the crazy rule ideas I've had, I have actually put into leagues. Um, I did see someone on Twitter this week suggest <clears throat> um, suggest the rule that any trade that was not um, responded to, any trade offer that was not responded to after three days would automatically be accepted. Ooh, so that's, I, that's intriguing. <laughs> yeah, that one would would certainly encourage some activity and and make sure you you stayed on top of um, you know the happenings in your league, or you might end up with a crazy trade. Yeah, that that would definitely you would you would definitely check those notifications if if you got a trade. Oh, that, that could be that could be really fun or really tragic if you're on vacation and oh, we we're at Disney all day. You know what can you do? And so, um, do you have any any advice for someone who would want to start a league that is beyond a redraft league? You know they they want to go they want to do something that's that's bigger than that. You know. How do you, what would you recommend to them? The one, you know, biggest thing to start. Uh, I, anybody starting a dynasty league or, or keeper league or anything like that. I always recommend to start in one of two places, either start with your league mates in mind um, or start with your rules in mind. So uh, the thinking there is maybe you want to form a league with, you know, 11 of your, your buddies and uh, or 11 guys that you've, you know, met online or whatever the case might be. Um, and, and together, the 12 of you are going to form the perfect league for you. You're going to discuss the rules and, and come up with those together. And, and that's how that's going to work. Or you go the other way. You, uh, and this is, this is basically what I've done for the most part. You set the rules that you want, uh, put those together. And then once you have those set in place, then you can start finding, finding owners as, as the second step. It uh, makes perfect sense. Either get who you want and match it to what they want and everybody wants or set what you want and find other people that are willing to just accept that. That makes good sense. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping to do a lot of these shows. I think there's a lot of unique leagues out there. One thing I do want to give everybody that comes on here a chance to do is take one minute to be the commissioner. You can, you know, Tell people what they need to stop doing. Tell people, hey, I love it when you do that. You know, in one minute, if you've got something to, that, you know, every commissioner has something like, I want to get off my chest or, oh, I love it when my owners do that. You know, if you want to take a minute to <laughs> give praise or say, stop doing that. Uh, wow. I've been I've been lucky to be in, in some great leagues with some great, uh, great owners. Uh, I mean, just a few things pop into my head. I would say, you know, stay active in your league. Um, pay your league fees on time. Uh, yes. That's, that's, that's easily the worst part of being a commissioner is dealing with the real life money because I think for the most part, none of us are in it for the money. Um, and that, that's just kind of a byproduct that, that can be rewarding. Um, so when I'm chasing people for, you know, for $25 or $50, that, you know, that just makes the entire process not very fun. Um, Oh. I think you hit the biggest one there. Yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> I, I might think, be it. I think that's it. Pay your commissioners. We <laughs> we don't care about your $25. You just have to do it like everybody else does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get it done. So, all right, well, Ryan, I, I you know, I, I think that about wraps it up for, you know, the Kitchen Sink League. I, I really do appreciate your time. Appreciate you going that into detail on it and, you know, helping to hopefully spread these leagues, you know, get more people thinking about doing more things. I don't know all the things in the world to do in fantasy football. Nobody does. So I think the more people that just start playing them, you know, push the limit, try something. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, don't ever do it again. But if it works, somebody else might catch on to it and it just might spread. That's my hope with this is to, you know, spread the spread these leagues that are beyond a redraft league and, and get more people involved in doing them. I find them fun. I think ever I think everybody will find them fun if they give them give them, you know, the chance that they could could give them but uh 
So I definitely want to thank you so much for coming on. You did not have to do this, especially, I will say, I am a complete rookie at this, and that totally showed before when I didn't even know how to set this up. So <laughs> Ryan walked me through on how to set this up. You know, I'm just a guy who joined Twitter not even, I don't even know if it was a year ago. I think it was like August, right before the season, uh, just because I started wanted to kind of learn some more about fantasy football and leagues beyond it. I reached out to Ryan. He was gracious as can be. Uh, you know, interact with people, get on there, ask questions. Uh, you know, Ryan doesn't know me. He doesn't, he doesn't get anything from doing this uh, other than getting to talk about the league and hopefully get a little enjoyment. So I appreciate it so much, man. I, I really do thank you. Uh, again, Ryan, follow him on Twitter. Um, you can, you'll know his handle. Uh, Reed is writing on Dynasty League Football. Really, his Keeping Dynasty Weird series is just just awesome. It is, it is an entertaining read. Uh, whether you try any of this stuff out or not, it, it's fun to read. Definitely, definitely tune into his podcast. Uh, the Dynasty Blueprint is awesome. It's fantastic. It really is. I'm not just I'm not just sucking up because you were helpful <laughs> to me. Uh, you know, go on go on to iTunes and give him a review. <laughs> Rate and review his podcast. He he deserves it. If you listen to it, you will hear it and you know, you'll say, he deserves it. I don't even have to be prompted to go give that rate and review. So, Ryan, I, I really do appreciate your time. I just want to say thanks, man. Oh, no problem. Thanks for the kind words, and, and thanks for having me on. Thank you. Uh, as for me, you know, hopefully you can follow me. You can always reach out to me, ask me questions. My Twitter is at uh, EmpireFFL. I will continue to, you know, Try and form new leagues. I, I spend most of my day thinking, oh, what else can I do in fantasy football right now? I'm new to new to stuff beyond redraft kind of, so I'm just trying to go come up with more and more things. So if you've got an idea, you know, bounce it off me. If you're in a league that you think would be fun to talk about and you want to spread the word about it and you think, ah, oh, you know, somebody else would really like this league if people would just know about it or even a rule, you know, bounce it off me. Let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to talk about it. So, uh, again, I just want to thank Ryan, um, and I will pitch for myself because uh, I, you know, go ahead and let me know if you enjoyed this. Go ahead and give me the review. I, I would appreciate it, good or bad. I'd love to hear what people think about this. So I will try and do some more, and hopefully we'll keep them coming. Thanks a lot.